Alright guys, welcome back to another episode of Trash for Brains. I'm Phil. Oh. And I'm Steve. What's up, Steve? Same thing, different day. That's right, we're here talking about Halloween 2, 1981? Yes. 1981's John Car- no, not even John Carpenter. I think he wrote it, right? I think he wrote it. I think he, he didn't direct it. He didn't direct it, no. Who directed it? I have I no idea say, who directed it. I want to say his name was like Rick? <laughs> I think Rich? Rich something? It is... Rick Rosenthal. Yeah, Rick. I have no idea you. who the fuck that is, but... We're going to talk about this movie. And it's going to be fun. And obviously, we're going to pick up, obviously, where Halloween 1 left off. It's the same night. I mean, kind of. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is the same night. I think we're in a different location, though. Michael falls out of a different house. <laughs> and he gets shot seven times in Halloween 2 in the beginning from a six-shooter. Explain that to me. Yeah, no, dude. I had to go back. Like four times and count it. I was like, there's no way there's seven shots in this fucking, in this movie. But there is. It's seven shots. Yeah. Why you didn't just take the cut from the first movie and put it in the second one beyond me, refilm the whole thing. But there's seven shots and then the gun click. And then when he falls out of the house, it's a totally different house that he fell out of in the first movie. And he fell in the front yard and there's grass in this yard. The imprint. That killed me. When Loomis goes outside, that shot of it's so cartoony, man. Like it's like a straight up, like perfect imprint of like his body laying there. It's like a Roadrunner Wiley Coyote scene. Like, why is there an imprint? Dude, I never noticed that. Like when I was a kid, man. Like that is insane. And then the neighbor that comes out, what's going on? Obviously, from the first movie, Laurie did not. Knock on that neighbor's door. She knocked on the neighbor to the right of the house. Yeah, that nosy bastard probably would have come out. Yeah, he would have been like, hey, let me help you. But he comes out, and then he's like, I've been trick-or-treated to death tonight. But there was nobody trick-or-treating in the first Halloween. Nobody was on that street. Loomis has the fucking best line of this movie in this moment. He says... You don't what, know what death yeah, is. Yeah, what, what does the guy say? He's like, I've been trick-or-treating I've been death trick-or-treat. tonight. <laughs> and Lewis says, you don't know what death is. <laughs> and then just runs off. Like, like God damn, Lewis. Like, damn, you just say that line and just, like, like, run off into the night. Like, I'm out. I got to find this dude. <laughs> you know, like, all right, way to go, Loomis. You don't know what death is. Yeah, that sounds like, like God damn. some shit before a concert or something, like, you know. You don't know what death is. And then all of a sudden, death metal starts playing or something, you know? Fucking start off with Crazy Loomis, man. Exactly. But the movie also starts off with the fact that when Michael escapes the house and runs into the back alley, there's kids on the next street over trick-or-treating. But by now, it's like 10 at night. It's got to be. Yeah, it's got to be late. Where were you not at 8 p.m.? These kids were not on the first street. Dude, there's kids all over the beginning of this movie. Yeah. Which... Whatever. Dude, the town is bustling. Like, when you get, like, the shots of, like, him, like, walking through the streets. Yeah. The town is crazy as hell. And just kids trick-or-treating, teenagers having fun, you know, whatever. But the first movie, nobody was on that street. It made Not at all. It was completely empty. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody came over for... Yeah. No one would open the door for Crazy Lori. Nothing. Maybe everybody knew that that street was... They were giving out raisins. 
and shit like that. <laughs> so no like kids a, wanted to go on a that shitty street, street yeah, <laughs> trick or treat. Shitty candy. Yeah, the kids in the first movie didn't even go. Exactly. They just hung out and ate popcorn That's and watched right. movies. But you you get the fact that, you know, Michael obviously walking around aimlessly and he goes to the old lady's house and steals the knife from her and she is cutting a block of ham. That is a big ass block of ham, man. Because obviously they did not have like package ham from like Oscar Mayer or whoever back in 1981. Did she see him? No, she never saw him. All right. So I watched two different versions of this movie. I watched the cut for television and like the original cut, right? Yeah. Why does she scream? Because she watched the the news, like breaking television, you know, people died, whatever. Yeah. She turned around and there was blood on the cutting block and she touched the blood and the knife was missing. I swear to God, in the cut for television version that I watched, there is a shot. So she's like backing up to the like block of ham or whatever. Uh-huh. She's not looking. She turns around and there is a shot. There's just a shot of Michael Myers face. Just a still, like, it's almost like a still shot of his face, and then she screams. Well, I watched. That's why I was confused. The I, real I, like, when I watched, like, the original version, I kind of skipped past that part. Yeah, the original version, she didn't see him. Because he got the knife and dipped out, and dude, she never heard the door open she, dude, or nothing. She screams bloody fucking murder, man. And then the, 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 her, the neighbor girl comes Alice. outside. Why does no one see this man? He is literally... Six feet in front of her. Yeah, and he's not hiding at all. No, he just stops. He's just chilling, he just, like oh, he shit. freezes. Like, it, it's kind of like, 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 oh, like when you play the old Mario Brothers and that ghost. And when you look <laughs> exactly. at the ghost, he stops. That's exactly but when you what the fuck away, it is. Yeah. He came for you, and that's what Michael did. He's just like, yeah. if I stop, you're never gonna see me. I mean, I can understand if you're in the dark and you got the black coveralls, but you got a white mask on. Still, though, you could. He was. A couple feet away. Well. And did you catch what she said? Like, she goes back inside and gets back on the phone. Did you catch what she said? Is she you, was talking about how, like, the husband, like. The husband beat she, her ass. Or she always gives him shit. He and must then, have snapped and beat her Yeah, ass. like, damn, dude, what the fuck? Holy Funny shit. fact. You know who's on the other end of that phone? Who? Um, Annie from the first movie. No shit. She's the one that's on the other end of the phone talking damn. to her. I didn't so, know that. They they threw her in there. Surprise. She's well, she dead. is in the movie for a couple seconds. Yeah. But the funniest thing about that scene is the fact that she's on the phone. Michael sneaks in that house with no door going off. But then... He walks in the front fucking door. Exactly. But the way that house looks, it looks like it's a straight shot to the front door. Yeah. There's is. just a wall. Yep. So when she finally hears something break in the other room, which I don't know how Michael made it from the other room back to to that room. Also had to do that shit on purpose, right? Yeah. (laughs) Like just knocking shit off shelves. Like a cat, you know, like (laughs) fuck your shit. And so Michael somehow makes it to that other room to this room that quick in the blink of an eye and crouches down. Yeah. Speaking of Michael being like a fucking cat, this motherfucker hops up quick, dude. Oh, he hops up like, fucking out of nowhere and then just stabs yeah, her. Yeah, it looks like he's right next to her. Like, yeah. Like, jumps up and fucking kills her ass fast. But the thing is this. You didn't kill the old people. Why didn't did you even kill think this about girl? It. What? Why? You know, there was no method to the madness. Just an asshole. Yeah, he was like, man, I'm just gonna stab this chick. Whatever. And then, you know, Michael just continues on his merry way of walking around town. 
that girl Alice, the the first kill of the movie, like your fucking front door is open. Exactly. Clearly someone's in your house. Go out the back door. Just run, man. She's calling out, who's there? I'm not going to investigate. Is anyone the there? The front door. Yeah, fuck the front door. You yeah. know there's a back door. Like, yeah. come on. You just walked out of yeah, it. Yeah, you were just outside. Two minutes ago. <laughs> just run away. You know, whatever. So that was like a filler kill. Yeah. That was let's, like, let's get this get party started. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. You know, Michael is... A serial killing murderer. Let's just do it. Obviously, if you're in a Halloween movie, if you're an infant or elderly, you're safe. Yeah, apparently, yeah. If you're anybody middle-aged to teenager, at this point, yeah, at this point, it's nothing but fucking teenagers. Yeah. That's all he's fucking with. Well, at this point in the fucking movie, that changes pretty fucking quick. He moves to middle-aged. Yeah. <laughs> he goes to old you know, people. Like, okay, I'm going to get middle-aged. You know, if you're 50 and under, you're in the kill zone. If you get to above 50 and older, you're safe. If you're five and under, you're okay. (laughs) Now, granted, when he was walking through the town, when all hell was breaking loose and stuff like that, a kid with the boombox bumped into him, and he he let that kid live. He just let it go, man. Because it was kind of like, wow, there's too many witnesses here. I can't do this. You know, he should have just been stabbing everybody. Yeah, it's a weird thing about Michael. It's like there's moments where he has like real clarity where he like is really thinking shit out. And there's other moments where he just kind of seems like a killing machine. Like, I, like it's, it's, yeah, it's we really strange. Do this. Like, I just got to murder people. No, like there's a scene later on where he's just like massaging a girl. <laughs> like, that was yeah, so but weird. Like, he wasn't really massaging. He just put her yeah, hand yeah, on her. He was just like, yeah, you know, weird. like, and she was cool with it. And, and that scene, it was. That was weird. Like, yeah, she couldn't tell fucking, his hand. His dirty, nasty-ass yeah, fucking hands. And then she was, like, sucking his finger. Oh, yeah, she was going to town, man. She wouldn't have been like, wow. This I thought, like, fucking- like, honestly, like, I remembered from, like, when I watched it back in the day, like, I thought it was, like, after the first, like, nibble on his finger she noticed. Now, that scene no. went on for a good 10 seconds after that. She was that. going to town. She was about yeah. to deep throw that finger. There was a couple fingers in that mouth. Yeah. She was about to have been like, yo, let me gag reflex this. <laughs> You know, like Dude, how dirty are his hands? Exactly. He's it's not eating, like he's been washing his hands after all this. He's been eating dogs, fucking killing people, dude. <laughs> like he didn't stop to wash his hands. He has no concept of sanitary methods of life. Oh my god. But not like like this movie was the first that you actually got to saw Loomis start really losing his shit. Dude, he's because after he shot Michael, he was gone. All he could talk about was I shot him six times. Yeah, he said it a few times. Now, man. in the first movie, you shot him six times. In the second movie, you shot him seven. You right. must have had two bullets <laughs> in one fucking slot in that six-shooter, but awesome. Just reloads. Yeah, like, <laughs> let's do the one bullet. I can't believe no one caught that shit, man. And, the, like, like when they're editing, like, no one caught that he fucking shot seven times out of a six-fucking shooter. Exactly. Like, come on, dude. Let's be real. But, you know. I so- can't believe they had the balls to fucking shoot it at a completely different house. It's a Obviously, completely they didn't care different eighties, you know. They were like, "Man, we don't give a shit about the first one." Well, my thing is, like, you could have just not put that in the movie. They could have shot it at the same house, but this they could have just actually used the same footage and not put any of that in the movie. Bingo! But if they did shoot it at the same house, which the lower part looked like the same house, they might have remodeled and been like, "We just want a single balcony." Maybe it like I don't know if it was the same house or not, and they just shot it in a different 
part of the house or something, but like that's not what that house looked like, right? In the first one, so, like that balcony. That balcony didn't look right, like that. The balcony didn't look like that. The bottom looked like that. Like I said, the bottom half of that house looked fine. But what I'm talking about is how, like, when Loomis gets in the car with the sheriff or whatever, and the sheriff's losing his patience, and then we come to old Ben Tramer. This 17-year-old, <laughs> like, let's be honest. I love how he, like, tries to kind of, like, casually walk away. <laughs> like, but, they're like, hey, motherfucker, and he's just like... But you find out looking later, over his shoulder, he he's left just like, the party, and he was drunk, and he's yeah. like, yo, there's a cop. Yo, I'm out of here. That he, motherfucker had a bag of candy. Which is weird. <laughs> yeah, like, that motherfucker he, was trick-or-cheating. Did he steal it from he was, a kid? He was, he was drunk and he was going house to house. <laughs> trick-or-treat, man. Trick-or-treat. Yeah, somebody dropped Bud Lights in his uh, <laughs> bag, you know, drop some beers. Like, yo, here's a tall boy. Let's do this. I just love how he, like, tries to casually walk away from the cop and Loomis. Like, yeah. He's like, nah, I ain't a part of this. <laughs> you, ain't, you ain't talking to me. And Loomis is like, <laughs> he's trying Loomis to kill him. He's trying to kill like, this motherfucker. With this. The fucking chief is like trying to get him his gun away and shit. He's like, no, I'm gonna kill this motherfucker. <laughs> and he killed me because he walked away and then that cop car comes from out of nowhere. Oh my god. Why dude. was he speeding down the road with lights on? This fucking got no repercussions either. Yeah. This motherfucker comes out of fucking nowhere and ices this kid, <laughs> dude. And then they hit a yeah, van. They hit a van and there's like fucking like gas bomb goes <laughs> off. This dude is so much fire is in this fucking scene, dude. <laughs> and when you see his body later, he's completely charred, dude. Like, he's not even human-like anymore. The cop gets out of the car and acts like he's got a head injury. Like, oh, I didn't see him. Where'd he come from? I don't know why he was going 60 yeah, why were down you a residential road. Yeah, why are you speeding down this fucking road, man? Like, nobody called you to anywhere. Where are you going? But yeah, are we to believe that that was an accident? That he wasn't trying to kill this motherfucker? No, he ran that dude over for real. Like, he legit just didn't even no breaks, no nothing. And he just, tried to play fucking stupid. Like, uh. But that's my thing is like, see, I always thought it was, he thought it was Michael Myers, so he runs him over. That's what I thought too. But I don't, re-watching it, it doesn't seem like that's the reason at all. It's like he was out of control. It seems like he don't even know who Michael yeah. Myers was. Not at all. He didn't even know that like, there was a killer running around. He like, just ran a kid over. Yeah. And the fact that the other sheriff shows up and he's like, oh, they found some dead bodies, blah, blah, blah. It's your daughter. And then everybody just dips away and leaves this cop there, like, holding his head, like, what the hell? Yeah, like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Like, well, guess what? I just killed a kid. Do the paperwork. We're out. We got some real stuff to go Because like you said, it doesn't seem like he even knows who Michael Myers is, right? Exactly. So he just thinks he killed a fucking kid. He killed somebody. Or killed someone. Right. And he has no idea. Obviously, what's been going on in this town tonight? Because obviously, he had his radio off and he was sleeping in the woods somewhere. Yeah, what does he do? Did he get fired? Like, sued? Anything? Like, what the fuck happened to this guy? That happened in Halloween 2.5. Like, did they just ignore it? <laughs> like, yeah, they ignored it. We never hear about it again. The only thing we hear about is it was yeah, Ben Tramer right. on fire. And he died. So, obviously, from... The first movie, well, they didn't have to worry about Annie calling him to stop the date of him and Lori because he's dead now. Dude, that is the craziest fucking scene in this movie, man. It's complete nonsense. The amount of fire that it like immediately is just like I he wouldn't hits say the van. it's the craziest scene. 
I would say it's the first craziest scene. I don't know what you're talking about, but this is... The, the tire slashing later in the movie. Because it's like Michael went out of his way to slash everybody's fucking tires in this hospital parking lot. Not only did he slash their tires, he must have gone into the engine. That's what, what I'm saying. What, what like, was it? He like punctured the fuel tank or something? I don't know what he did, but Michael, obviously... Who's given this man mechanic lessons? Who was it? Was it Wynn? No, was it Doctor Win? It was rehabilitation in Smith's Grove. You know, it's kind of like when you go to jail nowadays. They try to get you like a GED diploma, whatever, give you college credits. You know, study and shit like. Maybe that's what they were doing back then. They were giving like home shop classes, class? shop classes. <laughs> shop you class? know, he was a child, so maybe they were like, let's just give him some education, and he learned all this I shit. Yes. But he was smart enough to stab everybody's goddamn tires. like All of the tires. Everyone's tires. Not like one tire. on each car. Like, I'm sticking <laughs> like, all of them. He fucked every and car. And nobody notices none of this. No. And also, that one nurse, Jill, the blonde-haired one, mm-hmm. she fucking goes out. Like, she re- like at, at that point, like they kind of know something's fucked up. So she goes to go get a cop or whatever to drive away. Her car doesn't start, and she goes back into the fucking hospital. How the fuck does that make any sense? Well, you know a killer's in the at that point she knows. She could have just ran away from the hospital. Just run. All you have to do is get to a phone. She could have dipped the hell out and gone. Now actually, I don't think that was Jill. It wasn't? No, I I, I want to say her name was Jessica, but no, no, that you're right. Be. Her name was Jill. Okay. I think it was like Jill. You Lane don't really see her a lot in the fucking movie. You just movie. see her name yeah, tag. Yeah. But like the nurse Janet, for instance, like when Michael gets to the hospital, you know, and he goes there and then Janet has to talk to Mr. Garrett, is the she, security guard. What is she? Is she a nurse? Because, like, the nurses seem to be on top of shit. She doesn't. She looks different. She's, like, in a different uniform. Maybe she's, I don't like, know shit about hospitals, though. So. Yeah, maybe she's, like, and a it, college student maybe. just learning. Yeah, Who you knows? might be right. She I don't just seems, real, real like, role. the most naive character in this fucking movie. She seems like the secretary of nurses. She leaves, what's his name? The security guard, Mr. Garrett? Mr. Garrett. She leaves him to die. <laughs> but no. How did she not know how to use a walkie fucking talkie? Yeah, it's one button. Like, all he had to do was be like, hey, man, you want to talk to me? Press this button. But then, my thing is this. How bad are these walkie talkies? Because Mr. Garrett, you know, he goes he ain't outside. that far away. And then he searches a dumpster. Yeah. He gets attacked by a cat. Exactly. I don't know why he searched a dumpster. <laughs> dude, that's scene, dude. <laughs> There's blood. What did they use? Was that a puppet? Like, what was that? It was a muppet. Dude, a fucking... <laughs> a fucking dude, that shit flew out of the dumpster and fucking latched onto his neck. Yeah, like, what the, what the fuck? Hell? But... Dude, I like this guy. Yeah. He's actually like, I remember him being like super like a bumbling asshole cop kind of thing. But he tries. He actually like legit kind of has his shit together. But now what killed me about it was, like I said, when he's hitting the mic and talking to her, they're not that fuck far away. These no, radio feet. suck. Yeah, like 50 feet, maybe. No, they're maybe, more than 50 Maybe feet. more than that. But I mean, he could be on the west side of the hospital. She's on the east, but it's like. It didn't seem like he went that far. It's not that far. But when he was searching that area, when Michael, you know, obviously kept knocking shit over. Yeah. And then, like, when he opened the first door to head the lock broke, I want to know, how did he open the door and everything fell out? How did Michael break the lock if he opened that door before and put the stuff back? I don't think the lock was broken. I think it was just, like, an open lock. It was open. But they shouldn't have been open. And it was just Broke or open, whatever. It was just packed full of shit. But it was like... 
Did Michael know, well, if I open this door, everything's going to fall out? No. Well, it pisses me off. Like, they tried to make this guy out to be, like, a dipshit. But he immediately is, like, trying to get, what's her name, Janet, you said? Yeah. He's trying to get her to get hop cops. in the car and go get a cop. Like, call the police. Like, that's, like, legit, like, he's on his shit, I think, personally. Like, because they're yeah. trying to make him out to be, like, a fat, bumbling asshole. But he's kind of on his shit. Like, he's a little doofy. But honestly, like, he immediately is like, hey, man, get in your fucking car. And he's trying to and do fucking his job. go do some shit. And he tried. He got taken out pretty easily. Well, the first thing, when they tried the phones and they were out, because obviously Michael knows, let me go for the phones all of a sudden. Yeah, that. You <laughs> Along know, with shop class, they had, you know. Somebody should have been like, let's what? Let's train this motherfucker to be an electrician. But here's the next problem. Why is this hospital so ill-staffed? Go in a hospital in America. This is never explained, right? No. I thought it might have been, but I didn't hear shit about why this hospital is half, like, 90% of it is shut down. There was, like, six people working. Yeah, and those, it's not like they're renovating. There was one doctor exactly. in the entire hospital. And a couple nurses. And, like, and a head nurse. Three nurses. And, and a couple EMTs. Is, like, in Haddonfield, Illinois. And it's a pretty big hospital. Exactly. And in Haddonfield, Illinois, is Halloween such a big fucking holiday that everybody needs to take the day off? The house, I don't think hospitals work like that. No, they don't. They they are 24-7. They are staffed. They, they are It's not well like lit. there's construction going on. Like, nothing like that. Like, it's just... They what, have construction, like, but the thing is... Is there? It's like a wing. A wing will just be doing one, stuff. Just one, right? They ain't gonna shut the whole hospital down. Like, even when... No, I'm talking about this hospital. You don't see, like, any, like, work being done or anything like no. that, right? Like, even when Lori, later in the movie, is, like, all drugged out or whatever. It's stuff like that. There's a scene where she's drugged out and she dips in a room. And then she stays in that room. When she goes in the room, the hall's dark. When she comes out, it's more lit. Like, what's with <laughs> these lights? Like, do they work in 15-minute intervals? Like, what is going on in Could this be. hospital? I don't know. I do like how dark this movie is. I really like the way this movie looks. This movie looks fantastic. I'll be honest. Like, when I was a kid, after watching this movie, I didn't want to go stay in a hospital because I was like, yo, Michael Myers is going to hunt me to hell down. <laughs> well, yeah, because the way it's portrayed in this movie is the exact opposite of what hospitals actually look yeah. like. Like, oh, after, you know, 10 p.m., there's only three they just, nurses they just, they just shut in it the down. whole place. They just shut the whole fucking thing and down. And I'm just left in my room, like, whatever. And I can tell you that's a lie, because I recently spent time in a hospital, and they still bother the shit out of you. So. Oh, yeah, I've been overnight in hospitals all the time, and it's always busy yeah. as shit. Michael ain't getting in that bitch. Some random person walks in, they're going to ask questions. No. But, but I will say, for the movie's sake, like, I really like how dark this movie is and, like, how atmospheric it is, like... I think it actually really works, man. It enhances the situation that you're supposed to be in. 100%. Yeah. Even though... This is a... Like, honestly, this is a gorgeous movie, in my opinion. Even though it's unrealistic. It is un. It's very unrealistic. But, you know, like, Mr. Garrett, back to him. What I didn't get was when he opened that second door in that boiler room or whatever, Michael got him. Michael killed him. With a fucking hammer. Exactly. But then he moved his body... He drug his to ass. some other 
area dude. of the boiler room. That's <laughs> dude. Michael Myers is straight up. I don't know. Like I don't know what to call him because he somehow knew to hang this man up exactly where he was going to lead because Lori. Lori was going to be there. Like, I mean, it's cool. <laughs> I like seeing him hanging from the fucking light. He's picture. smart enough to see the future. He's got to be. I mean, I don't know what to call him. And honestly, like, they brought in kind of like the devil worship-esque type thing in this movie. In time, they did. In this movie. But to be honest, that made no sense when they brought it It made up. absolutely no sense. Because this movie was obviously built around the fact of, you know, out of nowhere, they're siblings. Which not was only, not supposed to not be. Not only that, like, the, that, that scene in the school... I don't understand at all. No, because it doesn't fit Michael's M.O. Not just that. What is the picture or the the drawing that he stabbed the knife into? What is that? It's a family. Is it just a random drawing from like one of the kids? Yes, it has to be. It's not like from like a file of his from back in the day. No, like it's a ran- it seemed to be a random drawing and he stabbed so what would be the little girl. Why did he go there? That's why it makes no sense. Why would he break into a school to stab a picture and write Sam Hain on a chalkboard? I don't... That's what I'm saying. Is like they bring that kind of ritualistic kind of aspect into into this movie, but it never pays off. Yeah, it's like... Other than the fact that, like, he can't die. Like, that's the only supernatural... Well, that and the fact that they're related. That's where they tied it to it. Yeah. Actually, I really... I kind of like, like... I never liked that growing up, but like I kind of like it. If it was just Halloween one and two, I actually kind of dig it. Like I think it works because like, it's not like those. it's not overdone. No, in this movie at all. Like it's it's literally just one little conversation. Lori doesn't even know, really. Yeah, Lori's got no clue. Like they could have cut that weird flashback complete. Like I don't know what the fuck that was. It only happens once, right? Which flashback? There's a flashback when she she's in the hospital bed and she has a flashback to her mom saying that she's not a part of the family. Yeah. Or that she's not her mom or whatever. It's real. You have that, but she never connects the dots, right? Lori? Like you never have a scene where she she recognizes it. What's weird is she don't connect it and she don't realize it until near the end. Does she? She she might not realize it, but she actually It kind of seems like she does. Yeah. Well, like when they're in the uh, oxygen tank room. Yeah. She kind of seems like it then. But I don't know. Like, like, that's a really wonky part. Like, I, I don't know. It is weird, though. But Because, like, you don't like, really you don't really get that connection at the end. Like, she literally just says his name, right? Yeah, like, that's it. That's it. It's not like she goes to hug him or be like, let's talk this <laughs> shit out. You know, whatever. Like, try to talk him out of, you don't need to do this shit. Right. And towards, the like, at the end, in the oxygen tank room. And... She just says his name. He does his goddamn little head tilt. And then he comes right back up with a scalpel. <laughs> yeah, he's like, so most of the people who killed in this movie was with a scalpel. Yeah, dude. Like, I was thinking, dude, I was thinking about that. Like, when you think of Michael Myers, you think of him with like a big ass kitchen knife. Yeah. He doesn't have the he kills one person with a kitchen knife. And it's not even like the classic Michael Myers kitchen knife. It's like a serrated blade. But my thing is this where did that knife go? Isn't that the knife he stabbed into the picture? That he stabbed who in the picture? Isn't that the knife they found in the school? It might be. 
It's got to be. I think it is. Because it's like when he went to this hospital, so he had to go to the school before the hospital, you know, obviously, which, which yeah. the last time we saw, he was heading towards the 100%, hospital. Yeah. You never saw like, oh, to the left is Haddonfield Memorial Hospital and also well, the school. Dude, oh, let me make a pit stop. The whole school thing, like. It made no sense. I never thought about it until watching it this time. It was like, I, di- I didn't understand. Even watching it now. I, I didn't think it was an elementary school. I thought that was the room that Lori was in in the first movie. Yeah, but it was elementary school. Until, yeah, we got like a couple seconds later where it's like there's like little kid drawings and shit like that. And that's where it's like, what? That scene I don't understand need to be there. I don't understand that scene at all. That scene was only to let us as the viewers know that looking back, like not that scene, but it built what was in the car. They're related. They needed that scene to build that. I don't think it's if, necessary. If they were just in, the, it wasn't necessary. Because in the car, that was good enough to be like, oh shit, they're related. We didn't have that weird scene. We yeah, because they that. don't they don't talk about it any more than that. They're just like, hey, it's by just, the way, it's just that one scene in the car. It's a magic file that you, as the doctor, never got to see. Right. It's like, the well, chain smoking nurse who's looking kind of fine in this movie. To be honest with you. <laughs> Well, it was 1981. She was all like done up and shit. They even kind of like Loomis actually kind of like it's kind of like a little in joke inside the fucking movie where she like shows up and she's like, oh, I didn't even recognize you. Yeah. Like, what's up, like, girl? Damn, girl, you're looking fucking good right now. Like, newsflash. I'm Dr. Loomis. He's like, what you doing later? Let's go to a motel. <laughs> but, like. That ain't gonna happen. That, like I said, all these movies played out in Halloween two point five no, that we never got to see. I know, man. But back to Michael at the hospital. You know, he's creeping around this hospital. Nobody knows his shit. And now, this while drew, that like, shit drove me crazy, man. Even in the baby room, when he was in the baby room, he hid from both the nurses, the out regular the nurse and the head nurse. And it's like. How did y'all walk by this door and not see this six-foot-tall dude standing right there? It is a room that is nothing but windows. But y'all can't see through it, but you look right at him. So at this point, he's killed two people that we know of, right? By this point, he's killed Mr. Garrett, Alice. That's all we know at this point, right? Yes. There are more bodies, but we don't know of them yet. But he didn't kill... Like the, anybody else in the hospital. Like we don't see the doctor get killed. No. Like actually, there, there's two deaths in this movie that you don't see happen. And which two were that? It's the doctor and the head nurse. Yeah, you don't see the head nurse because that would have been a really weird scene to watch. Him well, bloodlet the it's, fucking it's, nurse. I see the one with the doctor. Like I understand that, but. He had to have some kind of knowledge of how Aaron Needles does that and where to exactly stick a person. I know. He gets him in the eye and that like that whole scene, like I actually really like that scene when the uh kind of incompetent, weird, naive nurse, I guess. Like, I don't know what the fuck she is. You like that scene. I want to hear why you like it, but I want to say why it's kind of I just no, it's it's it is ridiculous, but it's it's not that I like the scene. I like the atmosphere of the scene, right? Like, it's this super dark fucking room. You have the lit up pink bathroom with the fucking steam, like the shower yeah. and the steam going. And you only have the doctor lit up by his own practical lighting. Like, I just think it looks really good. And you have that same classic moment of Michael coming through the darkness and only seeing his mask. But 
That's where I have a problem. How did Michael know in this whole hospital he was searching for one thing to be in that room at that exact time? Unless he just killed that doctor and then was like, well, just, I'm hiding the corner for the next sure. No, 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 it's not. There's other scenes of him walking around and shit. And that's the thing. There's it's like, like POV shots. But you don't know when like he killed the doctor. So I have like, no idea when he killed the doctor. That's the thing. Like, did he kill the I'm doctor? I'm guessing right after. What was going on with that fucking doctor? What was wrong with him? I don't know. There was like, there was a scene. He went and talked to Jamie in like the emergency room, I'll take it. And then that was it. Maybe it's the fucking uh, cut for t- TV version. It, it must have been. There is a shot or a, a little scene of him like having a panic attack. Yeah, that and I ha- oh, it's not in the original. Okay, that must be the cut for TV. I have no idea. Because the original, you see him in the emergency room, stuff like that, and then next time you see him, he's dead in a chair. So that's where it brings me to my point. Where did Michael kill him? And then hide in this room for the next 20 minutes, knowing that, like, oh, wow, somebody's going to come and check on a doctor. It can't be. It can't be that. He followed her there. That's the only way possible. But how did he get in without her knowing, you know? Like, she is fucking dumb as shit. Not saying she's smart, but I'm just saying. Because let's be honest. That's the, his, him sitting in the chair should have been the first fucking thing she saw. Well, the minute she walked in and talked to him. Now, granted, let's be honest. You walk in the room and say, say one sentence. You'd be like, oh, dude's asleep. Your next step is to hit this motherfucker and turn him around. Be like, hey, wake the hell up. How did he... It was, was it just him getting stabbed with a needle and air being put into his eyeball that killed him? It had to be. Because that's what he did to the nurse. I don't think that'd kill you, man. I in the eyeball? I don't think that'd kill you. I mean, I ain't a doctor, but I think if you put air in the veins and shit like that... You know what I think he did? Yeah, but I mean, I in the eyeball, though? Yes, it, in a vein, it would kill you. I think it would fuck you eye, I think Michael choked his ass. Yeah, he could have. I'm telling you, that's his fucking M.O. He fucking choked. I think he only choked one person in this movie, but. but he did a lot in this movie, but compared to the first movie, he wasn't a voyeur about shit, except one time. No, he movie. was a little bit. One time he was a voyeur. He was fucking, dude, I like legit for a second thought he was going to try to fuck that chick. When he put a hand on her? Yeah. I was like, oh, what yeah. are like uh, the whole time I was like, what is this motherfucker doing? Let's get real with this. Like, what's he doing? He's supposed to be like this, like, emotionless killer. Shape. But there are so (laughs) many times where he does these weird things, like the ghost, like when he, in the first movie where he puts the sheet over him, that's weird as shit. And this movie, it's him walking up behind a naked woman and putting his hand on her shoulder. But, like, I feel you. It makes no goddamn sense to what Michael is. My thing is with that whole scene when he turned the heat up in the water. Right. And then, you know, he killed Bud and then he did that. And then when she turned around, like, what the fuck? And then not missing a beat, throws her in the hot water. Yeah. Face first. Yeah. Why was his hand not fucked up? I think it was fucked up. I think he's just. Because like she got fucked up. Yeah. Her old face got jacked. Yeah. But you never, I guess you never really saw his hand. Nah, I think it just, he doesn't give a fuck. I mean, I guess if you get the power of evil, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, that brings it back to just like, that's never really explained. No, this movie in general, it it, it seems so different paced than the first one. Oh, it's a, it's a lot different from the first one in a lot of different ways. But honestly, I think it's pretty solid. It's a, it's a solid and it's a great movie, you know? Yeah, you get a lot of fun kills, like... 
I mean, it's and honestly, like I kind of like the fact that you're not following Lori around the entire movie. I kind of like that she kind of goes to the sideline for most of it. Like it's really the pat, like the last like half hour that she's really the protagonist in the movie. Like that she just jumps out of the bed and does what she yeah, wants to do. Yeah. But and it, she it, just like I guess just kind of realizes that Michael's still on the loose because she puts pillows in her bed. The thing is, like, how does she know that he was at the hospital? There were, like, I don't know how she knew he was at the hospital, but there were, like, scenes of her kind of, like, getting, like, paranoid. Like, I don't know if she knew that he was there. The only reason but she I would have felt she, that, the phone were cut out. That's it. Yeah, that's all that really happens. Because, yeah. obviously, there ain't enough staff to be, like, well, people are MIA and that stuff. Like, she didn't hear any of the other conversations that were being had. Like, none of that shit. Yeah. And, you know, Jimmy, he kept showing up in a room. Yeah, creepy-ass Jimmy, man. We haven't talked about him at all. I feel that guy was weird. What the fuck was wrong with this guy? Like, he starts off with, oh, she went to school with my brother and shit like that. But now, all of a sudden, he's all in a room? Yeah, he's sneaking like, in the room, touching her hand, trying to get her fucking cocaine. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, you know, <laughs> trying to be like, hey, I'm Jimmy. What are you doing after this? You know, can we go out on a date and shit? You know, like, like damn, Jimmy. she just got attacked by a serial killer, man. What the fuck? And whatever, Jimmy does Jimmy. You know, he's your typical young guy, but he seems to be betrayed. He's, he's trying to act all fucking white knight like he's not just trying to get pussy. But like, like he's talking what? shit to fucking what's his face, the other EMT. But Bud, yeah, he's talking like, shit to him like, oh, you're being insensitive uh, and shit. What, what if this was like, motherfucker, you're just trying to get laid. That's all exactly. you're doing. And how many other times did they have to go out that night? Like, let's. He left the hospital for pulling the body of Annie. He had to leave the hospital for well, pulling the body of Ben Tramer. Yeah, they they did. They were there for the Ben Tramer one and. The three kids at the house, yeah. But it's like, other than that, it's like... That's all he did. Yeah, and he showed up to Lori's room to be like, what's up, girl? How you doing? It's again, it was so weird. It's like, there's two, there's only two EMTs in this whole fucking town. Exactly. Four nurses and a doctor in this big-ass hospital. Because at the scene of the first movie, there were three dead bodies. You're not putting all three of them in one ambulance. So, yeah, they were coming back and forth. Yeah, they had to, man. You know, like, okay, let's drop this one off in the morgue. Or they just back. stuffed them on the fucking back of the fucking. Ah, ambulance. shit, they're dead. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, you know, body it. bag. Just put them in there. Ben Tramer's in there, too. Like, yeah, like, they're just storing all the dead bodies. Like, really? Also, where's the fucking coroner's office? Is it not at the hospital? No, nah, it's got to be away from the hospital. <laughs> because what the fuck's up with that? Exactly. They go there in the corner, you know, oh, it's, these are the teeth of a 17 or 18 year old. Well, first off, you're a corner. I don't know you're a goddamn dentist, but way to go. <laughs> Dude, the only reason he fucking said that, he scraped the teeth one time and was like, there's no feelings. It must be a young man. Yeah. Like, huh? <laughs> you scraped. Do what like now? Two teeth. There's like 26. You didn't even look. You just stuck the implement into his fucking mouth and scraped his teeth. Yeah, way to go. What if it's an adult with fucking nice teeth, man? Exactly. Oh, he's not tall enough to be an adult. He didn't mature yet. That's insane. The dude was like six feet tall. Exactly. And he walked pretty goddamn good and ran from the cops, <laughs> which is funny as shit. Hey, he was tall enough to be fucking Michael Myers. Fucking Loomis trying to kill his ass with a fucking gun and then getting run over by a cop car. Like the mask that Michael Myers wore, that was not the only mask for sale. 
obviously. I'm pretty sure that was blonde, too. Yeah, Ben Tramers was blonde. <laughs> yeah. But what was Michael's? It's brown. It's changed. Oh, it changes later, for sure. It has fucking morphed, but it's never been that blonde as Ben Tramers was. This, the like, one in this movie, I think, is the same mask in the first movie. And the fourth movie and but the it fifth looks movie. Different. Well, every movie after well, this movie. I, I think changes. it's the hair, man. I think but, like they fuck up the hair. But did Ben Tramer buy this mask and dye the hair on it? I don't understand the costume. Michael Myers only has that fucking mechanics jumpsuit. Because he killed a mechanic. Because he killed a mechanic. Why, Why the fuck does Brent Tramer have shit? a fucking a onesie on? Yeah. I mean, granted, maybe he was like, I'm going to start this fashion trend. Let's do this for Halloween. Did he see Michael Myers out in the world like was that like, day? I got like, this. That day he saw him, he's like, oh, shit, that's dope as fuck. Yeah, you know, like. <laughs> I'm about to put this together don't right now. It make sense why he threw this costume together. I mean, now, granted, maybe he thought, well, this mask with coveralls look great. Let's do it. True. Obviously, it caused him getting hit by a cop car. But at least you went out drunk as fuck. I mean, he was drunk just trying to get some candy. Yeah, you know, he got like, fucking taken out. <laughs> Let's do this. For some reason, he's hanging out with a group of kids, just following him around, trying to get candy. We barely touched on Lori at this point. She had she had done the shit. Bed the whole time. Lori comes out of that room. She meets Jill. Right, Jill's like Lori, and obviously Jill walks by this hallway that Michael is in, right. and she has no clue that some bitch is there. But then Michael stabs her in the back with a scalpel and lifts her up. Yeah. Little ass scalpel and lifts her up with it. Yeah. <laughs> One-handed. That's fucking power. I know. Dude was powerlifting in Smith's Grove. And then when she drops, obviously her death is symbolized by her shoes fell off. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's awesome. But then all of a sudden, Lori gets person that couldn't walk, couldn't see shit. Oh, she starts hauling ass. Yeah, exactly. Like, all of a sudden, she's like, I sobered the fuck up. Fucking adrenaline kicks in, man. And she's gone. And they do this this chase through the hospital. Dude, I love this. Oh, it's a great chase. I think chase. it's fucking awesome, yeah. But it's funny how, like, as the chase goes on, she runs into Mr. Garrett, which Michael moved. <laughs> yeah. Like, and then put a light on like him. A like, construction light. <laughs> like, hung him with the construction but light. But when she yeah. gets to the elevator... What takes this elevator so goddamn long to come down? Because why? There's nobody else in this hospital. <laughs> you know, the elevator should have been like, as soon as she pressed the button, should have started Not moving. Not only that, Michael catches the elevator. But this was 1981. They didn't have them safety mechanisms where you put your hand in and the sensor picks you up. I'll take your word for it. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, 81, I wasn't touching elevators. And guess what? 81, neither were you. And she didn't even go anywhere. She just went out the other side. Which was fucking weird. Go up two floors and dip the fuck out. Because why? How big is this fucking hospital? But you, like you said, she went out the other side. Why not go up two floors and then get the fuck out? Because why? Now you got that distance between you. But that's when she runs out and she goes outside. Lori is now outside, goes into Jimmy's car. And she didn't know it was Jimmy's hiding. car. No, she didn't know it was Jimmy's car, but she's hiding in the passenger seat. And he gets in it. And what killed me about that scene was the fact that, like, if I was getting chased by this killer, I'm going to keep my eye on everything. I just would have kept going, man. Well, that too. But if I was going to hide in the car, I'm going to keep looking at the door. Yeah. I'm not going to duck down thinking, wow, everything's going to go away. No, because the minute I look down, that's when you come out that front door. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
That makes no sense. But she got down, and then Jimmy showed up and was like, oh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Jimmy's all fucking concussed. Yeah. And I better get the fuck out of here, fucking whatever. And then he just passed out. he passes out. the fuck out. And she let him sit there for way too fucking so long. So fucking long. Because me, the minute you fucking headbutted that horn, it'll be like, eh, I'm pulling you off. Not like, that it fucking matters. You know Michael already knew she was out there. Yeah. And then what ki- what was funny to me was the fact that when she went to go back to that door, Michael came out of a different side of the hospital. I know. He was on like, the other side of the hospital. What the hell? <laughs> that dude booked it through the entire fucking hospital. Yeah, like he didn't go out the door. She went out. The he was no. like, man, let me go out this side door. Yeah, you probably but thought it, he was going to cut her off, man. But in that time frame, you know, Loomis was riding back to Smith's Grove under the order of a governor. Like, how did this governor say, get the fuck away from it? Man, mm-hmm. Fuck you. Then he fucking points a fucking gun at a goddamn. No, he points the gun and said, let me fire a warning shot. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he shoots a warning shot and then it's like a 180 of the car. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like, this marshal was like, man, fuck you. Oh, my God. Like. Not the gun to the neck would have changed anything. Dude, that marshal was so fucking casual, dude. He didn't give a fuck. Yeah, he was like, man, I ain't got no fucking qualm in this. I'm good. And then they get back to the hospital. And by that time, they're already in it. Which, how did they get it? They pull up to that fucking hospital. Lori gets out of the car. How do you not see this fucking woman? Exactly. How do they get in the hospital without them noticing her? She's like crawling on the ground like, eh, help me. And they're like, fuck you. They're just like, fuck it. They just dip. And then the door, somehow the door's magically locked. The door opens, closes, locks. Don't know how. Then this is the exact same scene as the first movie. This is a straight up carbon copy of the scene where Lori is running across from where Annie is. To Tommy's house. Exactly. It would have been better if Tommy opened the door for her. (laughs) (laughs) What's up? Like, like, oh, I'm so tired. Like, (laughs) stop it, Tommy. Rubbing his eyes like an asshole. But once, like, they let her back in the hospital, what made me go, what the fuck about this scene? When Michael walked through the door, (laughs) I understand it was a glass door, but there was a fucking bar there that you had to open. (laughs) He just broke that bitch (laughs) off like, fuck you. Like, dude, I love that shot so much. It's funny it's as so shit. so ridiculous. He doesn't even hesitate. He just walks straight through the fucking yeah, door. Yeah, and I was like, where'd the bar go? You know, like, they, they ripped the bar off when they got Lori in. Like, the Loomis in the scene we didn't see was like, let me take this bar off real quick. <laughs> like, he just broke right through that bitch, and the bar fucking just fell off. Oh, my God, man. Like You don't even see a change in his demeanor. He just straight no. through the fucking door. Straight through game time. And then Loomis shoots him. I think he shoots him. So he shoots him like four times, right? Three or four, yeah. <laughs> but no. the thing is, why did the marshal, when Loomis, the other doctor, the other lady, Marion, I think her name was, and the marshal, when they walked in, why didn't they stay together? Why did the two of, like, Loomis and Marion go north, for instance, and this marshal went east? Like, they had split up, man, Scooby-Doo style. Exactly, you know? Which only, it's just like, you're just gonna die at that point. Like, what the fuck? Exactly. Why is Loomis sending this marshal out on his fucking own? Maybe the marshal was just like, I'm gonna go this way. Even though you held me at gunpoint, you figured the minute they got out of the car, the marshal would have been like, no, fuck you, dude. Let's do this. I like how he says, Loomis is like, 
or the marshal says, uh, I got nothing to lose at this point. Like, bitch, you got a lot to lose. Yeah. Like, what the hell? But once he, sh- once Loomis shoots Michael and he's on the ground mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And Loomis says, stay away from him. And the marshal's like, okay, that's cool. And he stays away. Yeah, for like five seconds. But then for no fucking robbery, he's like, I got to check his fucking pulse and get all down here. He's not breathing. Exactly. And Loomis was like, he is breathing. And then, obviously, before he gets down, he lets Marion go outside and call the cops or whatever and shit Uh like that. All of a sudden, when they look back, because Lori was the one to be like, what is he doing? And then Loomis is like, what? And he looked and he was like, get away. And by the time he said get away... There goes Michael with his scalpel, because that's his web of the choice, this movie. Sticks this dude, and then cuts his throat. Like, I'm done with you. And then they start running around. And the thing was, when they were running around... I like how confused Loomis was when they were running around. No, I hated the fact that when they were running around, they kept staring through, like, the windows of the doors. Oh, I know, yeah. So they could see fucking Michael, and he could see them, like... Maybe just, like, hide for a fucking second. Like, what the fuck, man? It's a fucking hospital. It's huge. Yeah, you done cornered yourself. Why do you got to keep showing yourself, like, hey, friend? In a room of oxygen? Well, that's what they eventually got to, but every step of the way to get to this, they kept, Loomis kept staring at the windows, and so did Lori, like, hey, and now Michael walks through the door, and they're like, oh, shit, there he is. Now he sees us. Now he knows where the fuck we're at. Take that opportunity to shoot Michael in the face. Exactly. Because Loomis magically has two guns at this fucking yeah, point. Yeah, like, where'd the second gun come from? He didn't take it from the marshal. No. Like, what the fuck? Like, Loomis is like, here's this gun. And she's like, Lori's like, no, no, no. He's like, oh, you're going to need it. You know, like, what's up? And yeah, Michael fucking breaks loose. <laughs> Just shanks Loomis in the stomach. With a fucking scalpel. <laughs> just fucking straight like up shanks Like this little ass blade like stick. <laughs> Loomis, and Loomis is like, like I'm dead. <laughs> he falls down. Cut to fucking red dead fucking Laurie Strode fucking shooting this motherfucker in both eyes. But that's the. Yeah, exactly. Because Laurie Strode probably has never had a gun in her hand. Dude, so accurate. But her first two shots are the eyeballs. Right to the eyeballs. And now. They're playing Marco fucking Polo. <laughs> I know. And instead of being like. Michael's crying and swinging a fucking scalpel in the air. Yeah, like hard as shit. Cause <laughs> so whew, hard. Whew, whew. He's making and a noise. Loomis fucking comes out from the grave fucking coming back, man. But no issues. Here's the problem. They Neither one of them can coordinate. They know what's going on, but they can't coordinate to just talk. The noise of gas gets his attention. They couldn't be like, hey, dipshit, I'm over fucking here. You know what I'm saying? Like, Michael, what's up? The noise of that gets his attention to be like, oh, now all of a sudden I got to turn around because this motherfucker's not here whimpering. (laughs) He's crying so much. Yeah. Lori's like, "Uh, uh," and then when he gets close to Loomis, uh, uh," it's like, (laughs) dude, stop it. And then all of a sudden it's like, go now. And Lori runs the fuck out of there. He has a cool line. What the fuck does he say? What, Loomis? Fuck, I can't remember what he says. No, Loomis, I think the only thing he says is, it's time. Oh, is that all he says? I thought he said something cooler. It's something like that. Like, it's time or some shit like that. But it's Boom like, goes the dynamite. Fucking. Blows them all up. It blows the fuck up. 
And I mean, it it if they would have stopped at Halloween two, it would have been a perfect ending. Yeah, I think so. Like I said, like Halloween one is more to my heart than anything. Yeah, I mean, the first one's clearly the best movie. Like Halloween two, it kind of like I said, I think it's solid. It just it's an it's it is oddly paced movie. Like it is kind of like quick. You don't really get to know the characters at all. Like they're just kind of fodder. You know, yeah, they're they're just they're just bodies for the most part. And how I feel about like I didn't feel bad about any of these people dying, like at all. Oh no! Whereas in the first one, I some of them like I felt bad about because I felt like I felt bad for the head nurse. I thought she was a legit good character. Yeah, she tried to do her job, and Um, Mister Garrett too. And yeah. Like even though Karen, you know, was like slutty or whatever, Bud's girl, she wasn't even that slutty. Like no. she was trying to do her fucking job. She was like, "Nah, I got to do my shit." Yeah, she's like, "I got to get to work and shit yeah. like that." Seemed like a responsible person that, like, obviously she went to that party earlier, didn't want to drop her friend off, but it was like, "I got to get to work, I got to do this," and then she was even like, "I'll see you later with Bud and whatever." And then they got together. It was like, I don't feel she was like your typical 80s slutty chick no, in the movie. No, not at all. Not at all. That I, I don't I think there, like, there wasn't a character like that in this movie. Like, I feel like with Bud. Except for Bud. Bud was like, the kind Bud of that was character. like that yeah. shady motherfucker that just wanted to get a dick with. Yeah. And that was the only person. Because Karen, I felt that she was like, I'm interested in this guy. You know, I want to be with him. Whatever. But I got to get my shit right. Yeah, exactly. I can't just leave these little fucking... Dude, that is some weird shit. We didn't talk about that. This fucking hospital is empty other than a fucking infant ward. Yeah, that's weird. No fucking moms, no dads, just babies. Yeah, like, so obviously in Haddonfield, Illinois, you have babies and you go out you and party on You leave them there? What is happening? Like, no parents, nothing. It very fucking odd. And I'm glad you brought crazy. that up. I completely forgot about that. It was like... Well, because there is no one else in this fucking hospital. Bringing that point up, there's nobody. Like you said, nobody in the hospital. There's no people dying of cancer. There's no people that come in. The only motherfucker that came into this hospital, besides people that were already here, was a kid with a broken tooth. And then he left. Yeah. And it was like... It was all of like five, like a couple minutes in the fucking movie. Yeah, exactly. They're... There's no other patients here. Nothing. It's just weird. It just it would have taken a couple seconds to explain away. Like you could literally just be like, "This is like the hospital's under construction. We only have like a few rooms open or something." Yeah. That's all you had like, to fucking say. Like all some you shit have like that. is babies here and Lori Strode. That's it. All right, let's wrap this shit up. Clearly, we both recommend this movie. Yep. It's sure. good, but it's goofy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the 80s for you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, next week, we're doing uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night, oh, recommended by our friend Bracey. That's true. All about St. Nick killing people. But along with doing uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night next week, we're also plan on doing soon an after show. And if you have any uh, advice you guys want us to talk about, any stories you want to send in, or topics, anything like that, send it to trash. F-E-R-Brains at gmail.com. Uh, once you guys do that, we'll start doing an after show. Take your input, advice. Hell, give us movies you want us to watch and give our two cents on. Yeah, yeah, movies you want us to do. Uh, again, that's uh, trash, F-E-R-Brains at gmail.com. And thanks for listening, and see you next time. Have a good one. 